The Hot Set, a behind-the-scenes look at the business of film and TV. I'm Betsy Ross, and today we're visiting with Brian Douglas, an on-set still photographer. Being a photographer on movie sets is his second act, if you will, after a long and successful career on the radio. Brian talks about how he made the switch from one medium to the other, and he has advice on how others can break into the business. For the longest time, we heard you on the radio here in Cincinnati. What shifted you from radio to photography to begin with? Well, I, I loved radio when I was a little kid, and I knew that's what I always wanted to do. And But I also have been shooting photos all of my life. There are photos of me walking around with an old brownie you know, camera when I was a little guy. And uh, about 12, 13 years ago, I got a lot more serious. I always had a camera. But I got a lot more serious about it and started shooting a lot of music when I was still at Q102. I was shooting a lot of concerts, and then I got to where people were buying my photos for magazines, and um, I just kept trying to improve. And so I had a great love of photography. I, I absolutely love it. Um, but I also, I look back, I worked in, at Q102 for 28 years. I, um, I worked in radio for over 30-something, I don't know. Mm. and. Uh, loved every minute of it. I have nothing but great memories from the radio station in the city. And uh, But anyway, my youngest moved away to L.A. to go to college. And I'm like, you know what? I was coming up on, it was, it was the beginning of my 28th year. I'm like, I just want to do something different, you know? And a lot of people thought I was nuts. A lot of people thought I was crazy, you know, because I had a dream gig. It was a gig that people would just kill for. Um, I did a, a number, you know, all the television stations, and off mic, or off, you know, off camera, they would go, are you crazy? <laughs> but I, 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 I knew in my heart, you know, so I prayed a lot about it, and I just knew in my heart that it was the right thing. And, um, you know what, and I could have fallen on my face, but I could have came back to radio at that point. Um, but I didn't even, I didn't really look at it that way. I'm like, I'm doing this. And um, the first film I got was uh, miles ahead, Don Cheadle. And I haven't looked back. You know, it was just something, it was, not many make, people make that decision at that point in their lives to walk away from a great job, to run away and join the circus. And that's really what I did, because I'm a freelancer. Mm -hmm. But I have never been more satisfied, never worked harder, you know, minimum hours are 12 hours a day, but I've never been happier with what I do for a living. Very, very happy. I don't know, I just, I guess, it wasn't some kind of crisis. I wasn't like freaking out and things were great at the radio station, but it was just time. I had a gut feeling about it. So how did you make the jump from shooting concerts to shooting movies? Well, I owe Kristen Schlotman with the Film Commission. Uh, I, I, I seems weird. I never say her last name. I, you know, she's a friend, mm -hmm. you know, to a lot of people in the city and does such a great work. Her and Caitlin and everybody at the office um, I reached out to her, and I'm just like, you know, because I, I was shooting covers of magazines. I was doing, you know, really big things, and I was, and and, and I love movies, and I love photography, and I thought, well, somebody's going to be taking all these photos that I've admired for years. Start looking into it, and talk to Kristen. That's when uh, Carol was being filmed here, the Todd Haynes film, and uh, we had lunch, and talked, and she kind of helped guide me a little bit, and then. I did a lot of research on my own, and then I reached out to probably the top five or six still photographers in the world, I don't know, I was naive, I guess, and told them 
briefly what I wanted to do, and all of them emailed me back and encouraged me and said, go for it, and gave me some advice. So then, um, then I came down to, uh, I had worked for about a year trying to figure out how to get the business, and it's not easy. There's only, I think there's a little over 300 of us in the entire country that are union still photographers. But uh, Kristen got me in front of Don Cheadle, and uh, he, and I guess she, you know, gave me my break. So, and I, I just remember it being so magical. And I'm not in awe, you know, and I think the radio career prepared me for this. In other words, I would interviewed Paul McCartney, I would interviewed everybody from Adele to whoever, and loved that, but I also knew they're like you and I, they're just extremely talented. So it didn't make me want to go up and be, you know, I wasn't in awe of it, I guess. So I think that helped prepare me for my job now, working with the stars I work with now. And I think that's a huge part of my job, is my onset demeanor. And I'm getting away from the question, I ramble. Oh, <laughs> but it's just like, you know, you have to be able to conduct yourself mm -hmm. in a professional manner. You have, there's set etiquette, they call it, mm -hmm. as you know. You've been on set many times. Um, and I think my radio career prepared me in that part of the job. So, I don't know, I guess uh, Don Cheadle giving me my break and I uh, was lucky enough, uh, prepared luck, and had a great shoot. It's still probably my favorite shoot. And I've done 30 plus movies now. Mm. But that one will always be very special to me because it was my first and Don is an amazing guy. He's the smartest guy in the room and will never admit it, never tell you, but He's just been really kind to me, as have a number of other people. When you go into a movie, how much preparation do you do personally? Do you sit down and talk to the director? Do you get a vision of what he or she wants? How do you prepare yourself to go on that set? At this point, yes, I do. I do a lot of prep. Um, I definitely want to know the, the vision of the director and the DP, the director of photography, the cinematographer. I want to have an idea of what their look, what they're looking for as far as the look. You follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. As far as the coloring. I just finished a film uh, for Universal in uh, New Orleans, and that director, while we were on set still, I would, uh, at the end of a week, uh, send her a Dropbox with a handful of photos in it, and my idea of coloring. In other words, for those who don't know about photography, you, you know, put it into Lightroom or Photoshop, and then I kind of change the look of it. You know, the, the color, it's warmer, it's darker, whatever. And then when I would send them to her, she would go, well, this is what I'm really kind of feeling. So it's a collaborative thing. Obviously, they're extremely busy people. But, you know, this is what they're going to use for marketing. So I wanted to match the look of the film. So yeah, I do a lot of prep. I want to know what their vision is so I can try to match that. Uh, I read the scripts. If it's based on a book, I'll read the book. Because I want to uh, have a visual, I want to visualize before I even get on set. And that's a really geeky, cool thing, though, is reading something and then being on set and seeing it come to life. It's sort of like being in the middle of a Broadway play. I see it from the front row, right by the camera, and see those words on a page that sometimes are so exciting come to life. And it's, it's quite a thrill, actually. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I do a lot of prep. I want to be on my game. And there's no time for letdown. You cannot fail at this level. Uh, not to say that every picture is perfect, believe me, but um, you've got to have a lot more winners than, than uh, missed shots, for sure, or moments. And that's, that's a real good point that you brought up, that 
Okay, why do you need still photography on a movie set? You know, the whole thing is video. The whole thing is moving pictures. Why do you need photography? What do they do with those, those pictures that we see of you? You can see them pretty much everywhere when a film comes out. For instance, the uh, extremely wicked uh, Ted Bundy Zac Efron movie. Um, those images are everywhere. You'll see them in Entertainment Weekly. You'll see them online. Anywhere there's a still photograph, for the most part, 99% of the time, on a movie that I've worked on, it is one that I've taken on set. It's marketing. It's, um, I don't know, they're used in so many different ways. You know, they, they, they create motion with them, you know, for social channels, uh, all different types of platforms. But, and another thing that I did one time recently, I was working with an actor who was asking for prints, and he was doing something really kind, like for the people who come into town, he would have prints made, and then have them framed, and would put a little thank you note with them and give them to them. It wasn't an ego thing, he was just trying to be kind. Well, I slipped a photo in that he hadn't asked for, in the middle of the pictures he asked for, and... He thanked me for doing that because you can see, and I had another actor explain this to me too, they see dailies. In other words, they see what they've done. But more than one actor has told me there's a difference in seeing something stopped and still. It reaffirms their character or it gives them a sense of what they, you know, without moving. And and I don't know. they're used in a lot of different ways. That's a long-winded answer, but, <laughs> but I think one of the surprising things is when I gave this actor a photo of him in the scene, he thanked me because it, it you know, I don't know, he just said some very nice things. So they're used in a million different ways. You never know where they're going to show up. You never know what they're going to pick. Uh, I also recently did a, um, a studio film that, um, you know, they do what they call selects. In other words, you'll see say from the Bundy movie, there's, they released over 100 pictures from that movie. Some movies, it's only like 20 or 30 photos they release. You shoot a lot. Um, but then I had the studio say, are there, they showed me what they picked, and they said, are there photos that you think we missed? Are there photos that you're really fond of that you think should be released? And I thought, that's cool. And so I sent them like 30 that I really, behind the scenes in front of the camera, that I liked, and they ended up using nearly all of them. Mm. So it's a collaborative thing, and they're just everywhere. And you just never know. Hopefully a poster. You know, I've been really lucky. Um, I would say probably 80% of the movies I've done, I've gotten a poster, at least. So, I don't know. I'm sorry I'm rambling. I, I just, <laughs> there's a lot that goes into it. And, I, and I, I love what I do, and I'm very grateful and very thankful for what I do. Uh, and talk a little bit about that. You admitted that it's long hours. It's overnight hours. It's places that are not necessarily comfortable. For sure. But you still love it. Why is that? Uh, I have a great love for movies. And there's a rush involved always when I shot, you know, photography. Whether it was, I, you know, I shot some sports for a while. And, and music, it's all about capturing a moment, a fleeting moment. Hopefully I'm taking photos that I don't have to explain. They tell a story. And it's not because I'm great. It's just that I'm prepared and I'm capturing a great moment. But those moments sometimes are literally there in the blink of an eye. And if you're not ready and if you don't do the right thing, they're gone. So that's, it's quite a rush. I don't know, it's just, it's a thrill. It's sort of like this amazing roller coaster that I've been in places where, you know, I remember filming in Savannah, Georgia last summer with uh, Morgan Freeman and John Travolta on a film. There for two months. 
and it was 2.30 in the morning, and it was 94 degrees and 96% humidity. And I screenshot it because I'm like, nobody would believe this. <laughs> they were giving us these bandanas, ice bandanas that go around your neck. Mm-hmm. It was just, and you know, people are miserable, but at the end of the day, or after the film wraps, you're like, what a great experience, you know? I can sit and listen to Morgan Freeman talk all day, and I've done six projects with Travolta now. And he's a very, very kind man. It's just like, and it isn't about the stars. It could be a baby that no one has ever heard of, an actor no one's ever heard of. And I can have, I've worked on films that you've probably never heard of that I've enjoyed just as much as the biggest film I've done. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of capturing those little moments that make people, it move people or they speak to them. If I'm a young photographer and I want to do what you're doing, what kind of advice do you give? Get a camera in your hand, take it everywhere you go, shoot every day. Because um, you get better every time you shoot, hopefully. You know, and think about it. Don't, and I honestly, I just bought a film camera again. Because, you know, it's the way it started a million years ago. You have to think more. And iPhones and our phones have spoiled us so much. You, you know, you take a picture and it's beautiful. But it's not something you can use in this situation, you know, as far as billboards and things like that. But I would say, if you're, if you have, you're predisposed to think, maybe I want to try film you know, like a film camera, you have to think, you have to understand why the picture comes together. But if you don't want to go through all that, get a digital camera, get it. I'm a big Fuji fan, um, uh, Fuji or Sony or whatever, and um, take it with you everywhere you go and shoot every day and look for interesting angles. Because I think you can have all the gear in the world as a photographer and still not be good. It's about being able to see the photograph. And I think, and just, that's my opinion, you know, there's. People are a lot smarter than me would probably give you a million different answers, but for me, it's about being able to actually see the photograph. And that may sound strange, but it's like, some people have an eye, some people don't. But you can, I think you can work on that and own that, you know? You know, capturing reflections, looking at things differently, looking for different angles. Don't, you know, don't always shoot the same thing. Put yourself in uncomfortable situations because you're going, to be done, you're going to be done that way in films. You're going to be put in situations where it's very challenging. But I would say go for it. Like people did to me. It's crazy to think. I've been doing this like five years now. Um, seems like a lot longer in a good way. But, you know, it hasn't always been easy. That's for sure. Some days, really quick, I, I emailed a, a guy, one of my mentors. He's a huge, any big action film you see, he uh, shoots. Jason Boylan, he's an Australian and he shoots the Bond films, he shoots Mad Max, he shoots, he's an amazing photographer. I had a particularly bad day on a film set, I felt. I emailed Jason and I said, hey, at your point, at this point in your career, he shoots all Matt Damon's films, I mean, he's huge. Mm-hmm. I said, do you ever have bad days? He goes, no, I'll have to clean it up for you. <laughs> but he said, I've had more blanking days on set than you've had warm meals. He said, I still fail. He said, in some of those days where you think that you struggled and didn't get the perfect shot, after you look at it, after a good night of sleep, after 15 hours on a set, you'll find that you did it. So be encouraged, get out and shoot, and go for it. Good advice, Brian. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on The Hot Set. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you can continue to hear from the professionals active today in the TV and film business. I'm Betsy Ross the host and producer of Hot Set. 
with music from Will and Ben.